T to G to I to F to A. T to G to I to F to A. Thank God it's first. Thank God it's first Friday. Hello, everybody. I'm Brother Luke Rowicki. And I'm Brother Andrew Tory. And this is TGIF. F. And it is first Friday of June. That's right. The month of the Sacred Heart. Month of the Sacred Heart. So we're going to dedicate this episode to Christ's Sacred Heart. That's right. No better. No better. And uh, we also want to mention something from the very beginning of this episode. Yes. So this episode we're about to uh, bequeath to you <laughs> is actually, it comes from suggestions that we've received from people. Like, oh, why don't you talk about this? Or that'd be an interesting theme for TJFF's next episode, things like that. And so from the very beginning, we want to encourage you, all of you, any themes or arguments or questions you might have, send them to us. Yeah. Because if there are themes that interest you, then they're probably things that we should talk about on this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Send, put your answers on our Facebook page. We have a we have a TGIFF podcast on our Facebook page, uh, on our Instagram. TGIFF dot pod squad. That's right. On Instagram. And send us an email, make a comment. I don't know. How else, Brother Luke? Is there any other way they can, they can let us know? I guess um, those are the main ways. You can always go through our secretaries. You can send us a fax. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have secretaries or a fax. But the point is, folks, is to, we, you, you guys listen to us. And so we, we want to talk about what's going on in your lives and your hearts. Um, because we, I mean, even though Brother Luke and I are still pretty far from God, we're, we're trying to be close to him. And so we want to, we want to bring God to you and to other people. Yes. So, um, but we, we, we don't want to talk to walls. We're talking to real people, right? So so let us know what's going on. Yes, please do. And with that, we're going to introduce the theme of today's episode. And as we, I think, go through the episode, we'll also be updating you on things happening in our lives. So yeah. we'll try to make it fluid. <laughs> uh, so this episode, we're titling it Dear God. Yeah. And so again, this episode being kind of a compilation of themes. Uh, well, it's kind of one theme, unified theme, which is pretty cool. That's how the Holy Spirit works. But sort of questions that people came up with or suggested that we talk about. Dear God, but Andrew, what's the story behind this? So a couple of days ago, I got a, uh, a song suggestion from one of my friends. Shout out to Guadalupe uh, in the States. Real friends share songs. Yeah, exactly. I'm always happy when someone shares a song. So he sent me this song by, by, this, by this guy, this rapper, rapper. called yeah. Dax. And well, the song is called Dear God. So we're... Copyright, copywriting infringing on on rat on Dax. He's <laughs> the first person said it though. Exactly. So so his so he has a he has a cool song. So he's a rapper, right? So not everybody likes likes rap. But if you look at the lyrics, and um, he's a very talented singer. And 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 the lyrics of the song, it's all about like he's saying like all this bad stuff is going on in the world, and I I feel like there's some there's this desire in my heart for fulfillment and for satisfaction and for and for like justice and it's not being fulfilled and he's he he looks at you know people who are supposed to give him good answers like the, the church maybe people in his family role models whatever and somehow or another people have failed him yeah and and he just has all these questions like like how do we know like how can we how can we find you because because there's so much evil in the world there's so much suffering how do we you know if you're real like Show yourself to us. Like, why are there so many religions? Why is there so much contradiction? Um, why, why does everybody tell us we want to live, how to live, but they, but they're hypocrites when they don't live what they're what they're preaching, right? So he has all these existential questions, um, and and so he he composes really it's a really good song, 
Yeah, go just go look it up on YouTube. There's like a whole video that he made with his Dear God by by Dax, D-A-X. It has a lot of language, so... Yeah, yeah, just... exactly. Maybe not for like your five-year-old uh, daughter. <laughs> yeah. But but, um, uh, but the insights there are, are genuine. I think the language also adds to like the... It's a really intense song. Like when you... Yeah. It's really coming from the, his... Like the depths of his being and he's crying out for answers. And also I think a few times at the beginning at the end he says, Look, I'm, a- I'm asking these questions... You can tell he's pretty angry, but I'm still a believer. Like yeah. he, he continues believing in the midst of all this, which I, I really liked. And that I thought I, when Brother Andrew told me that he had had that suggestion from Guadalupe, um, I don't know if it was the same day or the day before or something, uh, I ran into a mutual friend of ours mm-hmm. uh, in St. Peter's Square, which is always a great place for to meeting meet, up. To meet people. Yeah. <laughs> so we were, we were walking to the train, and he was coming from the Vatican Gardens. Um, and uh, Anthony is his name. Anthony, so shout out to you. Uh, and he said, uh, we were talking about different things. And he said, you know, for made for God, uh, why is it that we're like so, I don't know, caught up or addicted to all these other things? And he was like, we we're talking about social media and things like that. And it's a good point because if we're made for God, why aren't we all just addicted to God? Like, why aren't we all just passionate about the gospel and always talking about uh, Jesus and what, I don't know, what's going on in Rome? But instead, there's all these other things that uh, monopolize our time and our thoughts and our days and and so that's another kind of thing we're, we're going to talk about because this this idea of dear God sort of like making this episode kind of a compilation of these sort of questions of, okay, we're made for God, but why is it that we our lives don't always reflect that? And so the first thing to kind of ask is, okay, where is God? And that's kind of the sort of part where Dax, this rapper, does a good job of kind of just like blurting out just all these questions. And then secondly, okay, well, if God is here, if we, de- if we decide that at the end of this next couple minutes that God is with <laughs> us, then why still, okay, well, if you're here, Lord, and I'm made for you, then why is it, why am I glued to my phone or yeah. know, other escape? There's a lot of ways we can escape from reality and, and yeah. from, from God. Yeah, totally. And one of the, one of the biggest things is that we, that we want to, you know, talk about is like, if my heart is made for, I don't know, I just, you just have this really, really deep desire in your heart for um, like transcendence and infinity almost and everything that we sort of try in, in this world doesn't like doesn't get up to that it doesn't it doesn't add up um, now obviously you know you know, you know you, we don't try like people like you know as if they were things you know like you know, there's really deep human love marriage right giving your life for others so those aren't yes. those aren't trivial at, at all those those are transcend, transcendent right but even even that even even the I would even I would even say without um, dare to say without without I would dare to say even without having the experience of a really long marriage behind uh, under my belt. <laughs> I mean, but even the the deepest marriage, fifty years, spousal relation, sixty, seventy. I mean, the love that that you know the husband has for his wife or the wife for her husband cannot completely fulfill the the transcendence for which the human heart is made. Even, yes. even that most beautiful, admirable, holy relationship. It is a beautiful sign, but it's not... The fulfillment. The fulfillment. It's a beautiful yeah. sign of that fulfillment. Right. And that's why it's it's so beautiful to think that, you know, with your spouse, you hand in hand are walking towards that fulfillment, which is heaven right. put together. Right. But nobody on this earth is God. No thing and no person can fulfill that yeah. That ache, and that's why there's so much passion behind these words as yeah. as Dax is expressing them, because Lord, I know I'm made for you, but where are you? And like when I when I really mess things up, where were you? And when it seems like I did things on my own and I succeeded, where were you? And 
Yeah. It is always it is so it's it's a good question. So why don't we start trying to answer that? Like Yeah, so let's look at well let's look at his song. So yeah. so I don't know, I'll just read some of these some of these lines off and, and hear Brother Luke. Keep it PG. Brother here. Luke's yeah, keep it PG. Keep keep it uh, here's some of Brother Luke's wisdom. So he says like um, why is there only one you but multiple religions? Why does every conversation end in a division? Why does everybody want to tell us how to live, but they won't listen to the same message that they're giving? Wow. So like hypocrisy. So yeah, why why is there if if God's if if God, so dear God, you know, if you're out there and there's only one of you, why why is there multiple religions? Why do we have all this disagreement and whatever? So what do you say to that? Oof. That's, that's tough. Coming to the end of your theology, you should have yeah. an amazing answer. So here, here's one truth that uh, we believe as Catholics, and might sound really tough for people that are not Catholics. We believe that all the truth, the, all the truth, all of it, subsists within the Catholic Church. Because Christ, to continue his presence here on earth in a visible way, uh, instituted the church. And so the church began, and through the 12 apostles through scripture and tradition, but especially because he's the foundation, because it's inspired by the Holy Spirit, the church continues being this sign and beacon of God's presence in the world. And we as Catholics uh, make up that body of Christ. And so all the truth subsists, but then they all, all the truth about God. Of God, yeah. 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 So exactly, yeah. So obviously not a truth. And all like truth like necessary for our sal- salvation yeah. and for faith is, right. is in the church, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, and that, but then there's Buddhism and there's Hinduism and there's a lot of different Christian denominations. Yeah, so are things. they so are they going to go to hell? So are all those people like totally outside? No. So if the, all the truth that is necessary for our salvation subsides or subsists in the church is present in the church fully, and that doesn't mean necessarily that it's just like really easy to understand for all of us. No, like, but it's there. It's present mm-hmm. in the scripture tradition mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, it doesn't mean that those kind of truths can't uh, somehow be present in other religions. Mm-hmm. And so... There are other attempts of maybe people that don't know the gospel or people that have had a bad experience of the of the church or religion. Right. Um, because there's so because it's a human human institution, it's guided by God and He's the author and the and leading us. But it's as well made up of faulty human beings. Right. Because that even even at the end, always, yeah, I'll, I'll interrupt you here, yeah, Because yeah. at the end of the at the end of the song, he points out exactly what you're talking about, Dax. He says, "Where is? It? Let me find the line here." Um, he says. I used to know a pastor in a church, and I can still hear the screams of the kids he would molest. Dear God, do you hear me? Do you hear me? You know? Yeah. So, like, so like even, okay, yeah. So, like, you know, being devil's advocate here, like, okay, so they say that the church is, you know, all the truth about God we can find uh, through the Catholic Church. But what about, like, these, what about the past 25 years, 50 years, 75 years? Yeah, all the these, sexual abuse that yeah. we all know too well, and just, like, the facts, and you hear it in the news, and it's yeah like th- those are the the sad very unfortunate parts and especially tragic when it comes from the very people that are ordained and configured to christ as priests as yeah. deacons as pastors uh when, it, when it's those very people that are supposed to be like these shining examples of christ's presence in the world when it when they betray our trust mm-hmm. uh yeah you turn and go somewhere else and you go to these other people that um i mean scripture itself the Christians are, you know, Protestants will say sola scriptura. I was like, they're very faithful to the Bible. The Bible has a lot of truths. Right. The Bible itself is product of tradition. And so, like, a lot of times mm-hmm. they'll reject tradition. But it doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Meaning but, the Bible coming from a community uh, that, that that said that, you know, these books are inspired. These other ones, watch out, you know. Yeah. And so, uh, that being the case, there are bits and pieces of truth all around. And then just because 
as human beings are made uh, with an intellect, so we can understand certain truths. And so some people even look for, I don't know, science, they'll look for science or they'll kind of combine other ways of searching for some type of satisfaction, fulfillment or answers to their questions. And others other religions will sprout from mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good news is that God speaks to each person in their hearts. Mm-hmm. And so when you ask at the beginning, like, are all those other people going to go to hell? Yeah. Uh, we can't say that. Everyone will be saved. There's another Catholic church that's very you know, tough for people. Everyone will be saved through the Catholic church. Also, any, anyone, anyone who is saved is saved, be saved because of the Catholic church. Exactly. Yeah. And, but that's in a, some mysterious way because it doesn't mean that you have to be baptized Catholic, churchgoer, every to be saved because God's mercy goes beyond whatever limits that we could put. Right. And even beyond even the, the human sa- Even the sacraments. Even the sacraments. God, God is bigger even than his sacraments. Yeah. So it's it's a mystery, but salvation, it, God calls all people yeah. to heaven to be with him. So uh, it's he's, it's not limited, but it's the uh, primary way. Fullness, that, yeah. yeah, and it's the fullness and it's the primary way that God chooses to speak to the church. So again, to Dax's... Uh, claims and his complaints and questions, uh, I have to agree. Like when, how, how am I supposed to believe in God when his church is the perpetrator? Right. You know, it's, it's tough. That's very, very tough. Um, Yeah. And so that's why, you know, our motivation to going to mass on Sunday can never be, oh, I love the way father preaches or I'm a really good friend with him or he, he let, he's let, he lets my kid do the, be, you know, do an altar serve or, or, or whatever. It can never be any of those reasons. It always has to be because this is where God is present. He has decided to become present through human beings, through people, through human mediation. And so that's why, I mean, it's it's understandable that, that you know, we get hung up on, um, yeah, the people who are supposed to represent God or people who are supposed to give us answers about the faith. We get hung up when, they, when, they're, when, when they're hypocrites. And we're all, everybody in, in, in some way is some sort of hypocrite, right? We all somehow fail. So that means that we can't depend on those things. We have to depend on, I go to Mass. I go to, I, 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 I'm, I'm a Catholic. I follow Jesus in the Catholic Church because this is, this is the way he, he comes to, to the world. He said, do this in memory of me. That's directly from Christ. I, the so Eucharist. I will, I will do this in memory of you. I will be there. And so even if you have the... The worst priest, whatever, who's who's alcoholic, whatever, I mean, whatever you can imagine. But nevertheless, the Eucharist comes down into his sinful hands yeah. every Sunday. Yeah. And I receive the Eucharist. And Christ is truly present. Yeah. And so, so yeah, it's a, so there's, I mean, there's a lot of deep questions in, in this song that, that it's, it's really good, you know, uh, I mean, again, recommend you listen to it, maybe not with your kids, <laughs> but there's, um, but it, but it's but it's really deep, and he has he has a lot of he has a lot, you know like why do I hurt? Why is there pain? Why does everything good always have to change? You know, if we wish we could go through all these, all these questions. But the point I think that's that's behind this song, and maybe we can hear maybe in another another song that um, that Brother Luke you listened to a couple of days ago. The point behind these questions is that we don't have one hundred percent solidly clear. Um, you know, one answer for all question type of type of answers. We don't we, we necessarily walk through through clouds in this life, but we have a solid ground that we're walking on. So even though we can't always see, like even though we have all this injustice and all this the sin around us and all this yeah. suffering, even though we can't always see, we know that we're walking on solid ground. And what is that solid ground? Well that solid ground is is, you know, thou art Peter and on this rock, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Yes. 
So that's that's our solid ground. Yep. And Christ, yeah, Christ continues being present to us in, a, in very mysterious ways. But he does speak to us. I was thinking, too, uh, one of the things that Dax brings up, and I think a lot of us have this question. I know I have it. So I imagine it happens to anyone if a seminarian is having these questions and someone who's I'm trying to dedicate my whole life to God. It's like sometimes I'll kneel down to pray and nothing. Or sometimes I'll be going through a really hard time and I don't hear his voice. I feel like I'm totally in the dark. And this question, like, where are you, Lord, comes comes to me. And just to share my personal experience, because that's what we do here at TJFF. That's the right. Dunque Hermeneutic. Dunque Hermeneutic. He's always asking, okay, well, there's a what, there's a why. So, okay, I'm, I go to prayer and I don't hear anything. Or it's kind of boring. Or I get easily distracted. Okay, why? Like, what could God be trying to tell me through that? That's always, it's always a very helpful start. Yeah. When you, when you, when you reach, like, a, a wall in your prayer or anywhere in your life, kind of ask why. Like, how or, how or why is God trying to, like, speak to me? through this okay so silence or distractions or just yeah i'm not i'm not feeling i'm not in the groove mm-hmm. you know in this moment to pray um and one of the things that always comes to me is to trust so let's say right now i'm getting together my paperwork because i'm gonna be ordained a deacon then be sent to my next mission and um there's like all these little bits and pieces that i kind of just have to wait and it's in the hands of other people to send me this permission form to get all these things and I get kind of stressed out or nervous. And I'm asking myself, why am I getting so stressed out? But like it happens and I, I can't really control it. And so I want to be trusting God. But then at the same time, I realize like, in those moments that like it's precisely in those moments where I don't really find an answer. I don't understand how everything's going to work out. I don't see how all the pieces are going to fit together. That's God again and again and again saying, hey, Luke, just, just trust me. Do you trust me? And I always leave prayer with a lot of peace when I... When I, I go deeper into the into the why, the Dunque Hermeneutic, I was I find peace because I realize that look, I don't have to have it all figured out to then believe. Mm-hmm. Like blessed are those who believe without having to see everything, right? That Christ mm-hmm. says that to Thomas. Uh, and that can happen in our lives. Like Thomas was had to see the wounds to really believe like this is the person that died and rose and he's here in front of me. Mm-hmm. And for us, sometimes, at least for me, uh, I have the blessed opportunity to be invited to trust and know that God has given me that grace to trust without seeing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know how these things are going to work out. I don't know if I'm ready for this mission where I'm supposed to be going. I don't know if I'm ready to be a deacon and I still like look in the mirror and I'm still me. But, ah, it's so awesome that I, I have another opportunity today to mm-hmm. trust. Yeah. Um, and the same thing goes with love. Like, when, I, when uh, like, just the other day and I'll just, yeah, um, no, uh, yeah, no filters. Just just the other day, walking to a parish, I'm going to serve mass um, in my cassock. It's kind of hot. And I'm just like looking at all these like young couples going by and they're like dressed very comfortably and all these things. And I was just thinking like, like that's nice. Like that that kind of lifestyle and, you know, to have like your girlfriend or wife or whatever and like just to be enjoying and walk around Rome and, and sandals and stuff. And I'm in this black cassock and I'm kind of hot and sweaty <laughs> or whatever. And it's like, that's nice, you know? And, and then it came to me and it's happened, come to me other moments too, like, Ah, that's a great opportunity to choose again to love my vocation. Because yeah. if it was just like if we were just always like having a blast all the time as priests. Cloud nine. Yeah. Cloud nine would be like, okay, well, yeah, the Lord, I offer you, I offer this up to you. Like yeah. uh, I'm just 100% of the time ecstatic and yeah, loving yeah. life. I mean, it is perfect. super amazing, folks. So please <laughs> is, encourage vocations. Right? <laughs> Pray for vocations. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not all fun and games, right? Yeah, and like, and like any vocation, 
uh, it's an opportunity in those difficult times or like, yeah, when you're sweating, you're like looking across and the grass is green the other side yeah. to say, you know what, Lord, I, I again today choose you. And that's what love is. It's a decision. Yeah. It's not feeling right. Yeah. You know, Amen. so where is God in those moments? Well, those are two little dunkways yeah. that I can pull out. I think, I don't know, but Andrew, if you, yeah, yeah. One of the other things that you, that we're talking about, like, you know, vocations, like one of the other things that, that, um, you know, we experience in, in consecrated life and religious life. And, you know, maybe some of you guys out there in your own lives as well is um, those of you who are single. Um, it's like we we don't have like another a better half. Our, 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 our better half is like infinitely better. <laughs> right. And consecrated life, at least. Right. God is always faithful. Um, but, but we don't have somebody that we live. We don't have a wife, you know, um, girlfriend, whatever. And so. But that nevertheless, our hearts are made for deep intimacy. Hmm. And so um, anybody who joins the seminary or who's, you know, thinking about the priesthood has to, has to, you know, come to come to an understanding of what, of how I'm supposed to live out intimacy as a priest, right? Um, because we don't have a family. And so, and so, yeah, so like through different, different periods in our lives, you know, we go through loneliness, like a little, like a period of loneliness or we feel like mm, I wish I somebody could like I could open my heart up to somebody, I and mean, we can, right? We have friends, and and we do that in a very deep way. But but there's never like that one person that you're always with that you're always accompanying, right? And so and so our challenge is like, okay, well, God, like you called me to this, like you know, taking you know, you know, dear God, you know, you called me to this, you this was what, and I and I said yes. Um, because you gave me the grace to to say yes, but like okay, like I'm giving you my life, so like fill fill my heart up, uh, yeah, make, help me out here, help me out. Like like it's it's, it's hard sometimes. Uh, I'm I'm feeling sad today. I'm feeling lonely. Da 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 da. Um, and because that happens, and, and like what you were just saying, Berluke, like like those moments are opportunities for us to say, okay, I this is a this is a love is is a choice. It's not okay. I'm always feeling ecstatic that that God is that the Lord is my shepherd and there is nothing I shall want. Well, actually, today I would like a few things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, but love is a choice. It's not a feeling. Um, feelings are important, and we have to pay attention to them. But love is ultimately not a feeling. It is a choice. It is, I lay my life down, so that I can take it up again. That's what that's what love is. And and in our case it's consecrated, it's trusting that God is always faithful to his promise. The other day I was uh, my brother when he was ordained a priest, he was ordained a priest 2 years ago. And he Father Nathan. on his uh yeah, shout out to, fa- to Father Nathan in Cheshire. I know you listen to us religiously, <laughs> right? No, he does. He does listen to us a couple times. Give us his feedback, older so, brother feedback. Exactly. And so uh so, so Father Nathan chose on his ordination card. He, you have like you know like a specific phrase that's really meaningful to you, right? So he had like two Pokemon di- cards and baseball cards. Basically, also priest. Yeah, it's almost cards. at the, almost at that level of Pokemon cards. Yeah, right? they're and a big hit right now in certain countries. I think I still ordination have, I think, cards. I think well, no, I think my mom gave them away. I used to have this big binder of Pokemon cards. Oh, it was so much fun. Oh, they're gonna say ordination cards. No, no, no. Those would be worth a lot. Pokemon cards. Eh, that's all right. Charizard and Bulbasaur. I've heard Charizard is worth millions right now. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Are you serious? Yeah. That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. But... And one of my favorite ones was it was a fat egg-shaped Pokemon that had like an egg in its... What was its the name? Chansey. Oh, uh, okay. It was like fat and... 
I don't know. Anyways, it was it was funny. Well, if your mom does have those Pokemon cards, hold on to them because they're worth a lot. I think she probably gave away. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, closing the Pokemon parentheses. <laughs> yeah. So back to back to my brother's ordination card. So he picked uh, a Psalm it's from Psalm thirty-seven, and um, Psalm thirty-seven verses three to six. And so I'll just read the, two, the first two verses. He says, "Trust in the Lord and do good, that you may dwell in the land and live secure." And then here's the one I really like. uh, The psalmist says, Find your delight in the Lord who will give you your heart's desire. Find your delight in the Lord who will give you your heart's desire. So for me, that tells me that, okay, like, yes, okay, I I can imagine God responding, you know, to my my complaint. Um, Like, yes, I've I've called you and, and, you know, thank you for, you know, I can imagine God in his humility, like, you know, thanking me, you know, his creature. Thank you for for saying yes, for welcoming me into your life. And I'm going to give you everything that, you're, that your heart seeks, everything that, you, that I've created you for. Um, I'm not going to give it to you right now because, because you're not ready yet. Um, and so little by little throughout your life, I'm going tr- to stretch out your heart so that when the moment comes for me to fill it completely, I'll be able to fill it in such an expansive way that that right now isn't possible to fill because you're not ready yet. And so, wow. so the fact that, that we, you and I have this desire for intimacy, right, as, 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 as men. Uh, and, and since we're going to be priests, that doesn't mean that it's canceled out. It just means that we start to live it already in a different way. Yes. And so I guess, like summarizing that, um, you know, our dear God for our difficulties in our vocation, right, is is a, is a letter that that is going to be answered and and we just we have to wait you know we have to wait and, and trust like you were saying that, that yeah. he's going to answer it somehow. I want to add one thing too that um, has struck me recently as well. So we we expect our happiness to come from Christ, and Christ is someone who's on the cross crucified. And so when he says like, I come to share my joy with you and your joy will be complete, it'll be a joy that the world cannot take away. Like, oh, wow, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And then you remember, ah, but this is someone who's saying this and he's about to be crucified. Like, what? So, Lord, like, what's the catch? Or, like, what's behind this? And it's really beautiful to think, okay, Christ loves us so much. Mm-hmm. So much th- so that he, even on the cross, is experiencing joy. Yeah. He's suffering, but he's imagine. experiencing joy. Why? And this is from a book, uh, St. Juliana of Norwich, I've been reading. Okay, yeah, I've seen you've had that book. Ah, it's uh-huh. really good. Yeah. it's uh, I think it's Divine Revelations of to the saint julian Norwich or is she like, that. like a medieval saint or do, uh, do yes. you know? i don't remember what, what you... is it like late medieval okay a period but yeah she she lived her entire life kind of secluded right next to a church i forget there's a name a special name for that okay of the b but like that kind of vocation where you just kind of okay i i picture like a, a shack connected to the side of a church where she lived and then so like always she could just be in the church or around the church but um she describes this joy of christ that says all i want out of my crucifixion, like the only joy I ask is that you, that it please you that I died for you. Like, it's like this beautiful, like all I want is that like, I'm so happy I died on the cross because I know like if anything can convince you that I love you, it's going to be this. Oh my gosh. So I was thinking the joy that Christ wants to to share with me is to give me that kind of heart and to help me collaborate in that work of salvation. Yeah. And so I think especially as priests and what you're saying, so it was like the joy and intimacy you're supposed to have with Christ is also an intimacy of like with the mission of Christ. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like you and I, the day tomorrow when we get ordained, yeah. We're gonna be sent out and we become another Christ. 
But that's not like, oh, if you become another Jesus, like everything's great, woohoo. Yeah. But it's another Jesus who's daily going to be laying down his life, but at the same time experiencing that joy that he's experienced, uh-huh. which is, yeah, being united to to his children, to his beloved. And so we get to, like, we get to share in this mission of saving infinitely valuable souls. You know, for there's, all eternity. There's nothing so There's <laughs> nothing better than that, okay? So please, again, if you, <laughs> if you have young men that, that live next to you, or the next young man you see, please tell him, consider being a priest. Well, first tell him, consider listening to TGIF. Oh, okay, yeah, priorities. Okay, Andrew, yeah, exactly, please. sorry. But then the next thing, tell him, you know, hey, I hope you consider being a priest. The world needs, the world needs holy priests, and it's going to make you so happy if that's what God wants for you. Yes, because I can tell you, it's made it's made me happy, and happiness is not opposed to suffering, right? There is suffering, but it's not opposed. Like Jesus was on the cross, but he had this deep, deep, deep joy uh, in his heart, which which kept him there. Yes, yes. But what's our so our dear God letter? There's okay. there's another there's another part to the letter, right? So part two of our dear God letter. So okay, we've sort of talked about how God can be present even when it seems at first glance that He's not. Yeah. So if He is present. Why is it still that sometimes he's sort of like an afterthought or uh, he's secondary in my life or I'm much more attracted to other things. And, I, yeah. and so my time is spent uh, working, hanging out with friends, on my phone, all these other things. And then God, ah, sort of like when I have time or mm-hmm. when I'm really in need or mm-hmm. because it's Sunday obligation. So I go to church. Why is it if like I'm made for God and he is present, then like another, okay, Lord, dear God, why, why am I not more attracted to you? And the way that... Um, our mutual friend Anthony put it as like, why aren't, like, how can we make God addictive? And it sounds bad because mm-hmm. like addictions, like means like I'm dependent, dependency and I'm not really free because I need, I need this thing. I need this thing. Right. Whereas when we're close to God, we are more free. Mm-hmm. He makes us more free. We are allowed to exercise our freedom completely because freedom is to love. I'm free to love when I'm closer to God. And so that's why addiction is not the best word, but what's an analogy. What yeah. we're getting at is mm-hmm. why am I not like pulled constantly to this transcendent goal of the absolute and and to God who will only he, he alone can fulfill me. Mm-hmm. That's kind of this next part of this this dear God letter. Um, I was thinking, yeah, like we could spend a lot of time. There's this uh, another artist, brother Andrew, was saying that brother Luke had another song to talk about. Um, it's this album called Sour by Olivia Rodrigo, and so I think it just came out last week or two weeks ago, uh, the end of May or mid May, and. Uh, right now, I was just looking before this episode. She has eight songs in the top 20 of the Billboard Top 100. That's amazing. So eight of her songs, I think the album is 10, maybe 11 songs. Eight of them, so almost all the, the songs are album. Like 10%. <laughs> are like the best or most listened to songs currently right now in the world today. And I kind of was just asking, okay, well, why, is, why aren't people talking more about God? Why is it that they're all listening to her rather than... Um, I don't know, a priest preaching or reading the gospel or like Father Mike Schmitz is doing this great podcast yeah. on the Bible and a lot yeah, of people yeah. are listening to that, which is great. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things I wanted to bring out here is authenticity and being real. So when I listen to her songs, I can, I'm hearing a teenage girl, I think she just turned 18. I mean, hearing a teenage girl's psychology, her, her struggles, but she's very real. Mm-hmm. She talks about like how hard it is to break up with a guy and then like see that guy with someone else or social media, like with this one co- song called Jealousy, Jealousy. And I'm thinking in the future using it for some talk that I give to awesome. kids or whatever. Yeah. Because it describes pretty well that like, uh, when we're on social media, one of the things that I think happens to all of us, and it was a question that I've heard someone ask, like in discerning whether I should use social media or not, 
when I pick up my phone to the, the point where I put it down, like I finish with Instagram or TikTok, whatever it is, am I happier or not? Huh. And if I'm not happier, if I, and if I constantly, I'm like, whenever I put my phone back down and I'm like, not as happy as I was before, or I'm more worried or I feel like, yeah, less satisfied, Stressed. maybe yeah. I shouldn't be using it. Or maybe I'm not using it the right way. So anyways, what is this on Jealousy Jealousy kind of describes this experience I think a lot of us have for in social media where you start like scrolling through the picture, you see all these people that are happier than me. Or like, yeah. wow, like he's in Fiji right now. Yeah. Ah, they just um, have this perfect family and mine's mm-hmm. a mess. Or look at his great I, smile. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, I was, um, and so, like, and then especially for Olivia, she's saying like, like I'm not happy with myself, and I'd rather be anyone else right now. And she says like, I know your their beauty is not my lack, but for some reason I have this whole weight on my back or something like that. Is it the line? And like, so for some reason, it takes nothing away from me, objectively speaking, that this person is beautiful and that this person is in Fiji. Like, what, yeah. how does that affect me yeah. in my life? It doesn't. But for some reason, we all have this tendency to be compare. jealous and to yeah. compare. And, um, and, and I was just, okay, well, that's very relatable. And so she has this way and she has eight songs in the you know, top 20, I think, because a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. And the things she's talking about. Same thing for this Dax guy. A lot of people can relate to everything that he says. Yeah. You know, authenticity. And so kind of this question of why am I drawn to these other things? Well, maybe that's one of the things that I, I'd like to talk about with Andrew is like, how can we change our preaching or the way that we present this message that God really is present? How can we make it more relatable for people? Yeah. Because I, again, as you were saying with Dax, like he, a lot of times he can seem distant. Where are you, Lord? Where are you in this moment? Where are you? Whereas all of us can relate to jealousy and to all these things and maybe we don't like to talk about it when someone else talks about it ah it's interesting that mm-hmm. they're also struggling with these things and um yeah kind of that question of how to make the faith quote-unquote addictive or passion like i'm passionate about god right where he really does make a difference in my life and that that's what we're dedicating our lives to so i think we also need to yeah like we're passionate about god so how can we transmit that yeah that same excitement and enthusiasm yeah i think I mean, it's a point that I always kind of fall back on. Maybe it's because I, because of laziness and it's easy to talk about. But it's something I really believe. We, those of us who are charged with the mission of bringing God to other people, we need to spend hours of our life in prayer. I've, I've talked about that a lot, so I don't want you know, to expand upon that. But that's the most important thing. Because that will affect the way that 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 affects who who are our innermost identity and once that identity as sons and daughters of God is solid then I can I can weather the the difficulties that, that are going to come inevitably going to come every day temptations being the main one and so once I have that that solid identity and I can go through those difficult that then people will, will say hey like you know this person like like Everything seems to be, you know, f- fine. Like, you know, like, like, yeah, they have like problems, but they're, but they're happy. Like, they're, hmm. they're the, the way they speak to me. Like the way, I don't know, like the the look they have in their eyes, or or, or the the peace that they seem to like emanate right in their personality, whatever it is, or or, or in some some degree they, they have that. And I think it's it's in those it's in those interactions with other people, our day to day interactions. That's that's how we can bring God to other people. It's, it's, it's not so much by the content of the things that we say, but it's like how we how we interact with other people. 
like our like the virtues, like hmm. patience, et cetera, et cetera, because because God makes Himself present through other people. Yes, He does not come down from heaven in some like uh, you know like shiny cloudy you know apparition for it to be so obvious and clear. He doesn't do that. He's He's a God of 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 quiet appearances. He's hmm. not He's not a God of like you know the greatest showman type of thing. Yeah, He's He's quiet. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Main one is because he he wants us to elicit love from us. He wants it to be free. He wants it to be a free response. But so he, but how do we how do we make him attractive to other people? Well, we need to be close to him. We need to be close to the fire so that the people that we're close to are going to be close to the fire. We need to get burned. We need to get burned, man. So they get burned. Exactly. In a good way. I think that's I, holy that, fire. That's the, like the main thing that I would say about that. There's a as you were saying talking to I was thinking of that line when there's some man who went to visit ours, to uh-huh. visit the Curie of ours, uh-huh. St. John Vianney. And there's a line that said, I went to meet a man and I met God, or I found God. Oh, that's beautiful. And I that can be kind of the, can sum up all of this, the second part of this letter to God. It's like, how can we make God more attractive for the world today? Spending time in prayer, so much so that I be, he becomes, like he lives in me. It's Christ, like St. Paul says, no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. Yeah. So when people come to us, They'll find God and, going back to what we said at the beginning, if we're made for God, if all of us, if each of us was created by God's loving hands yeah. for him, no one can resist God. Mm-hmm. And so if they find God through us, then they won't be able to resist. And that, that will automatically cause them... It'll be a magnet. It'd be, yeah. It'll be magnetic. It'll be powerful. It's the Holy Spirit... That was one of the things that, so we were candidates together, as we mentioned in many episodes. Yeah. We read uh, Redentori's Missio. Do you remember that? Oh, I think so. I, I, me- I remember I was bored. <laughs> we were really? Like, we were, like, going through, like, papal documents, and it, this was, like, this was, like, boring. Okay, me. but there was one line <laughs> that wasn't boring, because we were, we were preparing to do these missions. So um, we went to, uh, not, what is the? We went to New York, right? Battery Park. Yeah, so yeah, it's like yeah. Across from the Central Liberty. Shrine of St. Elizabeth. Shrine of St. Elizabeth. And then yeah. there we did uh, missions where. I still remember those. Like that street was, missions. That was great. We, just, we have a clipboard and we're going to ask people random questions about faith and things. Really beautiful. But before that, uh, Father Edward Hopkins, shout out, another shout out. Woo. I like doing shout outs. Father Edward. And to class of 09, Candace. That's right. Shout Whose out. first member was just ordained a priest. Father Vin. Father Vin. Incredible. With Father Michael Sester, shout out to both of you. That's right. We have a lot of parentheses here. So <laughs> what were we talking about? So <laughs> that line from there was uh, just to know that, uh, like, whenever you speak to a stranger, uh, what is it exactly? So like whenever you speak to a stranger, note that the Holy Spirit is already has already spoken to them and is speaking to them through you. Mm-hmm. And the, like the image I already had is that like before we even go to share the faith with someone, and we can be kind of nervous, you know, about it, already know that the Holy Spirit has prepared that person. Mm-hmm. For that meeting, and then the Holy Spirit is speaking through you to that person, mm-hmm. and so like with that, like you don't have to be afraid. I, just, I don't know. It's it was always something that motivated me when I went out to missions. That's really beautiful to know that, like we're not alone. Like we can feel alone. Like oh, there's a huge weight on my shoulders to evangelize. Yeah, you know, if you're a Redneck Christie member, um, or involved in any group in the church, or involved in any kind of yeah, evangel work of evangelization, yeah. evangelization, mm-hmm. uh, you're not alone. You yeah, are not to, like, alone. Yeah, you're not alone. Uh, the Holy Spirit is there with you, working through you. Um, if we were alone, it'd be totally useless. And if, if we if we were to think if if we were to feel that huge burden on our shoulders, that should be that should make us like take a step back and like wait a minute, why do I feel that way? Am I Duke way. am I taking myself too seriously here? And do I think that like I'm you know the, 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 the savior? Sal- the savior, yeah. Exactly. Like, or do I think that like this all depends on me? 
Um, so, anyways, there's a lot of could be a lot of answers to that. But I mean, that we shouldn't like that's not what a Christian is. A Christian is somebody who has has peace. Yes. yes. So, so what does Olivia? What's kind of wrapping up here? What's like? What does Olivia say? And and uh, is that her name? Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, Olivia Rodrigo. So. Um, Shout out to her, too, if she ever listens to this. That's right. <laughs> but uh, I, I just want to say, I'm a big fan. Uh, for that reason, I, I said earlier about her she's being a, she, authentic. She's authentic, yeah. Because I think an artist or a poet, anyone, any type of artist, is like, they are famous. They're able to do, they're, they're so known and well-known and appreciated because they're able to put, to express, and whether it's painting or music, things that we all experience but have never been able to put it into words mm-hmm. or into a painting or into that kind mm-hmm. of, that mode of expression. Yeah. And so I feel like she does that. I feel like a lot of teenagers and young people are going to be able to relate to what she's saying. And and so I was just, yeah, kind of my reflection there was to make sure that we make our our expression of God right. something authentic. Because mm-hmm. if it's authentic, then it, it will be something that the other person will automatically relate to. It comes from our hearts. So make yeah. it real. Make, be vulnerable if you have to be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and And if you're authentic, then you really will... God will shine through you and that will become magnetic. Yeah. People won't be able to resist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think it's beautiful how these artists, they, like what you were just describing, like they, there's, there's some worry, concern, deep frustration, desperation, joy, whatever that they have in their hearts and they're just able to translate it, you know, into just a really deep, like, insights, right? What is the transcendental, the beauty transcendental, like what, how do you define it? or The transcendental beauty? Yeah. Um, something to do with like truth and good it's like the combo. yeah it's um let's see it's been a while since you're bonum bonum cognitum I think that's what it means the bonum cognitum it's like good known the, the good as it is known to us because that's like what that's what beauty is and so we need to make our message beautiful mm-hmm. and so it's yeah like a good that's known so it's like good and true when they combine mm-hmm. it makes beauty like truth is always means something beautiful it's not always yeah. easy right but something beautiful something attractive something you can't like get out of your head once you've experienced right. it and yeah and you've had these questions answered so dax will pray for you yeah you can have these questions answered yeah you know Absolutely. And, and for all of us that have those questions that leads us to to conclude this episode to give you all a piece of homework that's right so andrew what are, what do our listeners need to do well we titled this episode, Dear God, right? Yes. Letter to God. You should write your own Dear God letter. Oh. So. And what do I put in this Dear God letter? Well, I don't know, Brother Luke. You have to think about it. Put all your, be very sincere, as if you're writing to your best friend, which you are, and write all the questions that you have. Like, Dear God, where were you in this moment? Why is this happening in my life? Uh, what am I supposed to learn from? What am I supposed to do with my life? I don't know. Whatever questions from your heart, sincere questions you have, write them all down in this letter. Yeah. And then... And then, what I what we suggest is that you use that as a way to draw closer to him and to always have those questions on your heart. Like, sometimes we think of prayer as like, just, okay, I'm going to go to prayer now, I'm going to think about some holy thing, or I'm going to, like, spend time in silence and, I don't know, pick about whatever. Part of that is true, but part of that is also not true. We go to prayer... We should go to prayer as we are. Yes. And so if I'm angry, okay, name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. God, I'm really angry today, yeah. you know? Uh, and this is what happened, and da 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 and you and I didn't see you there, and blah da 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 Or or name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, God, what a beautiful thank you so much for the gift of my wife, my husband, whatever gesture of love they showed me today, and I was able to see you through that. Like 
you, we go to prayer as we are. And so these questions that you have or, the, or, or whatever you want to put in your letter that comes from the depths of your heart the, the, that nobody else can see, that should be a stimulus for your prayer. Yes. So be open to how God will surprisingly answer those, yeah, those questions. Absolutely. Uh, let him speak to you and it's, his ways are not our ways. That's right. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So let him speak to you. Let him teach you. Uh, be humble because he will. He's a loving father. Uh, and he's our, our Lord and Savior. And so there's, if he died for us and we were still sinners, what else would he not do for us? What else would he not give us? Yeah, nothing can separate us from, from the love of Christ. And so next week, as we celebrate the Feast of the Sacred Heart, and one, one week from today, next Friday, June, June 11th, um, maybe take out that letter, spend some time in front of some image of Jesus, or, or if you're able to go to Mass, and, and open your heart to his own Sacred Heart. You know? It's the, June is the month of the Sacred Heart. Um, his heart is just overflowing in a way that we can never imagine with love for us. And so, so yeah, I don't know what else to say. That's the Sacred Heart's everything. You want to end this with a prayer? Yeah, let's right. do it. The Father and the Son. Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, um, we put ourselves in your presence wherever we are, if we're in, we're in the car or jogging or, I don't know, at Walmart buying groceries, whatever we're doing. We put ourselves in your presence. We thank you for, for this day, this time that we were able to spend with you. And we ask you to, to come and sit on the throne of our hearts. Come into our hearts completely and, and help us, help us to, to restore order in our hearts. Help us to clean them up, clean them up a little bit and you know, dust off the corners and maybe do a little sweeping here and there so that it can be a fitting place for you. Because you are the, the Alpha and the Omega. You're, you're the resurrection and the life. You're the, the fulfillment of everything that our heart desires and that we can't quite obtain here and now on, on this earth. So, so Lord, we ask you to, to increase our trust in you so that we can glow with, with love for you and so that other people, somehow by our, by our simple, humble lives, will be able to perceive you in us and so that they too will grow close to your sacred heart. Amen. Amen. So remember, folks, if you have any things you want us to talk about next time, let us know. And we don't just do... We doomquay. God bless. God bless you. What was that? What was that? TGIFF. What was that? Two brothers in row. What was that? What was that? TGIFF. What was that? It's a double F, not a singular F. TGIFF Instagram is TGIFF.podsquad. Facebook, Instagram, Internet. All over. <laughs>